He's the cutest little Santa, and he never speaks. We're talking Ziggy's Gift. Hit it. It was 1982. Jumpsuits and orchid jewelry were in. $9.8 million was stolen from an armored car in New York. Arnold Schwarzenegger was Conan the Barbarian. And Ziggy reminded us about giving and joy. I'm your host, Jerry D, with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest. You'll know him as a host of the Way Meta and Tubular Christmas Podcasts podcast, Sean Sotka. And Sean, <laughs> how's it going? Great. How are you doing, Jerry? You know, I'm doing all right. Uh, sorry I messed up your name there, but... <laughs> I get it all the time. It's okay. You should hear Davila. They do um, Davile in Louisiana. <laughs> uh, I heard Davila a lot. Um, uh, yeah, just a lot. Wasn't of, Anthony screwing up your name too on Tis the Podcast? Yeah, they all were for a while and I, I you know, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I'm, I don't get offended very easily, so it, uh, you know, it all works, but... <laughs> Oh man. So, uh, this season so far been pretty good to you. I know, uh, fall just kind of started. Well, it's been actually, uh, been actually not too bad. Um, my job, the big thing that pays the bills, that's been pretty busy. Now it's starting to calm down. So, cause I work at a university. So with all the students back, uh, I get pretty busy. So now that everything's yeah. calming down with the students wrecking things, it's getting a little slower. <laughs> Well, that I understand because, um, you know, I work at a Christmas store. And so, you know, we're starting to ramp up, especially I deal with a lot of uh, professional light installers. And so they're coming in. We had our big like installer day and it was just crazy. I mean, the volume that we did through there, it felt like it was like a, a late November day. I mean, it was like like peak season on just that one Saturday and it was only September. So, yeah, I know what you mean about, you know, it's supposed to not be quite as not be quite as 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 hustle and bustle and yet all of a sudden for us i mean this is like our our time to shine you know like this exactly. is go time for us so right i'd always thought about working at some place like whether you work or bronner's but then i think you know what i love christmas so much and i would be so busy doing that i don't know if i'd really want to work at a store like that yeah i know what you mean the uh the the best part is that when i go come into work like all the lights are on uh, the Christmas music is playing. Um, you can see the wreaths and the garland and everything. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, sometimes you do get to miss um, some of the more fun things. But, you know, we make time. So like my wife's birthday is in the middle of, of December. And the only thing she ever wants is to go look at Christmas lights and have some hot chocolate. That's like her her best gift, you know, to her. So uh, even though I've been working like, you know, 10 to 12 hour days, um, we'll make time to do that. And, and it's always fun. And, you know, we'll go get a pizza and some hot chocolate and, you know, go look at the lights and, 
And there's this one particular neighborhood where they go like all out, they have police and, and, you know, they direct you in um, the traffic and everything in certain ways. And there's signs and people on the side of the road selling hot chocolate and, and candy, popcorn, things like that. So you can enjoy uh, the season and the light show really. And uh, so we always make time for that. Even if it's, you know, the most stressful, awful day, it's, it's always fun just, and you know, seeing the kids, um, and hearing them go, oh, look at that one. And, you know, stop pointing out the different houses. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember doing that at my kids too. And it's great. Yeah, you, you got a real, real trophy wife there. I mean, that's a perfect, perfect date in my book too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, I love a, a good cheap date. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but uh, on, a, on a more serious note, um, we're actually talking today about Ziggy's gift. And when I had you know, sent you a list of possibilities to do, this is one that, that you kind of zeroed in on. And um, mm-hmm. you know, it, this is one that I remember growing up and, and I, I always liked it, mm-hmm. um, but it always kind of bothered me that I never got to hear Ziggy's voice. Yeah, he know, never talks in the whole whole show. The whatsoever. whole thing, he doesn't. And uh, I've heard, I've read some places that if you listen very carefully, you can hear him singing. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I tried, and I couldn't make out which one was supposed to be him, which one was supposed to be the thief, or, or I if think it was he the and cat. the thief were kind of really close together. Yeah, yeah, I, and I couldn't quite tell which one was which. So, so I felt a little bit cheated out of hearing Ziggy's voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've got the DVD of it, and it's got the extras on there, and it's got actually little little clips, like two or three minute clips, and he actually has a voice in those little animated clips. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, that's all. Now I got to go buy the DVD. This is one I don't own, um, mostly because it's it's actually you can find it online, and mm-hmm. so uh, so I don't own it because of that. Um, same thing with Muppet um, Muppet Family Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. they they have versions with the original commercials online. And nice. so I, uh, so I decided not to buy the DVD. I just, I just watch it online, which, you know, shame on me. I know I should support them, but they cut out so much in the DVD that I feel, oh, yeah. you know, I kind of feel robbed as well with that. So, um, so this is, uh, well, you know, now I kind of want to go get it just to hear what he sounds like. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> he's, it's a really interesting voice and it's not what you expect from Ziggy. It's, it, it's more of a mature male voice is what it really is. sounds huh. really it's kind of neat to hear, but it's not necessarily what you'd expect coming from Ziggy. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's funny because everybody else in the special, you know, and kind of like the cartoon, they're all pretty well, you know, formed. They mm-hmm. they have distinguishing features where Ziggy is just kind of round. And the only thing really, you know, distinguishing about him is his nose. Um, yep. But you know, it's a, uh, they, they, I noticed the detail on like the, the TV announcer or the, um, the, the, the lone guy, uh, or, you know, the, the corrupt loan guy, I should say. I mean, right. it, everybody's very detailed, even uh, Officer O'Connor. I mean, it's just, you know, like something about the way they were drawn is just, it, it was a lot more distinct, you know, as people than, right. than Ziggy himself is. And I think that's also what kind of makes him shine in this. Yeah, I, I read too that uh, Tom Wilson actually uh, drew him intentionally that way, just to be more of a round, squishy, lovable kind of person that you just kind of want to squeeze and hold <laughs> which he definitely is yeah yes. <laughs> my i showed it to my kids uh for the first time tonight and they uh i mean they loved it they they were just laughing and laughing and and uh at the end uh my daughter was like ziggy really was santa because <laughs> <laughs> every time they'd open that bag you know and that the, the golden glow yep. of the bag and so she she thought yeah that he had the power to make things appear and you know make it special <laughs> and 
And I said, no, well, you know, he, he really did have the power to, to change people's hearts because, you know, he affects the, the policeman. He affects the, the thief even. Yep. And, uh, of course, he helps so many people on the way. And so it helps, helps the toikies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's <laughs> toikies. <laughs> it's Say that what? all the time. I love that. That's, that's like my favorite part of the movie. The, way that, the deli guy says toikie. The toikies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does help them. Then they're running all over the street. So, uh, you know, it's, it, I was going through and I thought, well, she's not wrong. I mean, she might not be exactly right but she's also not wrong and so it's mm-hmm. it's one of those that uh, i always like the special because it shows a lot of the giving to you know those less fortunate and yep. so it, to me it's just it's really it's really something different because you don't get a lot of that in animated features well and, and ziggy too if you notice in the beginning of his room his house he doesn't have a whole lot himself I yeah mean, it was pretty really, sparse really sparse and yet he's doing all this giving Mm-hmm. And it just that's pretty much the essence of Christmas is you don't have to have a whole lot to give. Mm-hmm. And granted, yeah, he had a little help from his pot to give money and stuff, but that was in essence too, so he could actually give of himself to help other people, mm-hmm. whether it be releasing the turkeys or giving to the um, um, Salvation Army singers there, whatever it is, he's helping others with what it is, and it, it's his wanting to give and that's that's what makes him so endurable is that he he doesn't think of himself he thinks of others yeah yeah i I love at the end and we'll get to it but i just love at the end when you know the thief has emptied all of his 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 sack and there's still you know one more thing in there and ziggy (laughs) just kind of like looks at him and he's like tapping his foot with his arms crossed and (laughs) come on buddy one more thing here come on buddy exactly (laughs) it's so good it's such a good one i mean it's so good that it actually won uh, an Emmy for uh, mm-hmm. you know outstanding animated feature, so it's it's one of those that that you know you know it's got to be good if if it wins you know well, especially considering it's the first and only Z special too. Yes, I would have liked to have seen more. Honestly, I think yeah, I I, I mean I think Ziggy as a character, I mean his his comics are always funny, so and so right. you know why not expand that? And um, I don't know. If, it just didn't do commercially well, or I don't know what the reason is that they decided not to do any more, but I haven't found out anything on that either. So. Yeah, I haven't either. And so I don't know, but uh, I think that's a shame. I think we could have had a lot of cool, really, really, you know, funny, uh, touching, sweet Ziggy, you know, specials. And Right. But anyway, um, but yeah, so Tom Wilson invented Ziggy in the mid sixties. He was working, um, he was working at, American Greetings, and he he actually got it done in the gift book there, and you know it kind of got around to um, Kathleen Andrews, who was starting up Universal Press Syndicate, and they really needed like a a mascot comic kind of feature, and so mm-hmm. she licensed it to him, and he kind of tightened up the the drawings, tightened up the story, essential you know quote unquote story, and he gave him a name, which was Ziggy. And apparently yep. he named him Ziggy because, uh, you know, Will, being his last name was Wilson, he was always towards the end of the class. So whenever uh, a kid came in with the last name who started with the Z, you know, he thought it was like the coolest thing in the world that he wasn't last anymore. And so, <laughs> you know, he took that Z and then just added the Y ending, you know, like Tommy, Billy, uh, right. you, know, you know, Joey kind of thing. And so from there he created Ziggy and it stuck. And I mean, Ziggy's been... Uh, he's had so many appearances, so many comics. I mean, if you think about it, there was even a Seinfeld episode about him. 
I don't know if you were a big oh, Seinfeld no. fan. No, I never was, but that's interesting. Yeah, so there's a Elaine is working with uh, Jay Peterman, like at the for the Jay Peterman catalog, and she creates a she writes a little cartoon with like a pig or a cat or something, and he goes to a complaint department at a store, and he's like, "I wish I was taller," like you know, and that's that's <laughs> supposed to be the comic, and uh, she's submitting it to the New Yorker when suddenly Peterman himself comes in and he sees the comic. He's like, someone's ripped off a Ziggy. That's a Ziggy cartoon, you know, <laughs> a Ziggy comic. And so then the whole episode is, a, he's trying to figure out who it was that, that drew it. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty funny, but, but I mean, that's the impact that the character has had throughout the, you know, throughout right. its tenure there from 71 to the present. Right. And in really interesting is Tom Wilson's son, Tom Wilson the second has taken over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from what I've seen, it really hasn't dropped a whole lot because dad and son probably had the same mindset. And, and even in the comic strips, like we mentioned before, Ziggy doesn't speak in his comic strips. He does. Yeah. Which is why I was kind of bummed when I never heard him speak um, in the special. I wanted to hear what he sounded like, you know, right. so I could, so whenever I was reading the, you know, the, the comic, I could kind of, you know, picture that voice. And, uh, you know, so unfortunately I'm going to have to get that DVD so I can figure out what it sounds like, but. <laughs> right. But the thing is too, even though he doesn't speak, it, it's still, it, it's kind of, kind of like the Mandalorian today. You don't see his face, but he can still emote. With yes. His actions. Oh yeah. He does. He, he does all these emotions. He gets you feeling just by what he does and what he said without saying anything. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, he doesn't speak, and yet he speaks. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your experience with Ziggy in general? I remember watching this when it first came on television. Nice. And yeah, I was I was just about hitting my teens at the time. It was eighty two when this came out. Mm-hmm. Eighty two. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I was I was nine at the time. Okay. I just dated myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, okay. But. I mean, at that time, I was, I, well, I never really lost it, but I was still huge into Christmas then, loved all the specials. It's back in the days, not like today where you can pull up a special, but these ones you had to get out the TV guide and oh, yeah. plot out your week. And if you missed it, you know I mean, your week was that's shot. That's it. Yeah, that's so, it. <laughs> so this one came on, watched it the first time. I remember watching it with my mom and like I said, the Toykies. That was the biggest thing, Toykies. <laughs> I remember that too. It was so forth. funny. So. <laughs> the, the the thick accent of the butcher there at, at that meat mart. <laughs> right. And that's one thing I noticed on, this, on the rewatch. I mean, I watched it like three times today just because to, I don't necessarily get very critical of, of shows, especially right. like I love. I just do it from nostalgia and love of it. Yeah. And but, that's uh, what I, yeah, that's, that's my whole ethos too uh, yeah, in general. But yeah. uh, watching this is, they, they kind of um, stereotype these characters, the deli man with his accent, uh, O'Connor, yeah. I mean, Irish brogue. Yeah, and then you got the thief with that little, he's like pencil thin and really gray looking. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. the stereotypes they put into this. Yes, yeah, you're right. Uh, and at the time, we didn't notice it because that's not really, it wasn't really right. something that was, um, I don't know, as as sensitive as it is today. Right. Yeah, it was just, it's like, oh yeah, the Irish cop, no big deal. Keep going, you know. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, that was just, that was a trope back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure was. I mean, even in uh, Batman 66, you know, you have Chief O'Hara uh, yep. as well, you know. So, I mean, it's it's something that was always around and, uh, 
you know, it, so it's, it, you're right. It is, it's something that, that uh, I noticed as well, but I, I did think um, there was kind of, even if it, you could consider it problematic by today's standards back then. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of just very nostalgic and, and like a warm blanket almost to me to, to relive some of that, even though I know that, uh, you know, not all, um, not all deli owners and butchers are, uh, you know, have that accent. And I mean, it's, it's just not something about it. it just, Irish, yep. Exactly. But it just, it did kind of bring me back to that time. Well, I think too, when they did that, they did the stereotypes, they did it not so much as a knock, on the stereotype more as an homage. So that's mm-hmm. why I don't, I think it, it could still hold up today because they're, they're not knocking the, the stereotype. It's like, okay, this is how it used to be. And we're just paying homage to it. That, at least that's how I feel about it. Well, and if you think about it, um, the both, I mean, they're, they're all very successful at what they do. So mm-hmm. the, uh, the butcher, yeah, he, I mean, he does sell all his turkeys if you think oh. about it. And um, the cop, he catches all of the, the fraudulent Santas and their ringleader. <laughs> you know? yep. So it is something that uh, at least they're, they're successful at what they do and they're not like a joke. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't make them look like a joke and, and stuff, even though they do have their funny moments in it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> true. Um, but I think the whole thing starts when, you know, Ziggy's waking up essentially and he, he turns off his, he turns on his TV and uh, he's like brushing his teeth and, and he goes to get the paper in the in the front. Yeah. Well, he's brushing his teeth. He squeezes the toothpaste. And <laughs> I always love this bit. It's everywhere else. He gets it all <laughs> over the place. And his little dog, I forget what the dog's name is. I think it's but, Fuzz. Uh, Fuzz, yeah. Fuzz, he's like yeah. growling at this toothpaste on the floor. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, today when I was watching it with my daughter, um, she was saying, what are those things? What's he doing? And so I was saying, he's, he's squeezing the toothpaste, but instead of coming out of the, you know, the, the tube nozzle there, it's coming out like all over. And so she kind of had to, to really think about it. And I could see the gears turning in her head. <laughs> um, Cause okay, it's funny. It kind of looks like Aquafresh, you know, it's, right. it's like, a, like a candy cane or mint kind of, right. kind of uh, toothpaste. It's, it's multicolored there. Right. And what kind of strength does Ziggy have to, when he squeezes, it comes out, the because those are hard plastic even back yes, then they, yes they were what I kind of strength does he have to make it come out the sides <laughs> or he just buys the really cheap stuff i don't know that, that could be too. <laughs> so yeah, um, then the paper that's another one you see him jump out two feet off when the paper hits the door oh yeah yeah what's in that paper <laughs> <laughs> it, maybe it was the sunday paper that thing was always so massive compared to the rest of the week <laughs> exactly <laughs> But yeah, I love. There's a a funny recurring thing where his uh, his wreath like keeps getting knocked off, and yeah, and the newspaper hits the door, and the wreath is still on the door. But yet yeah, he shuts the door, and, and, just and thirty seconds off. later, boom! It falls off. <laughs> yeah, yep. But I love how the new on the news they're talking about like this ring of Santas that seem to be taking essentially stealing money. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're posing, they're they're fraudulent Santas, and. Um, so a lot of needy people are not going to get the help and, and the Christmas that they deserve because um, these Santas are actually taking all, you know, all the money for themselves. And it's not like he's really watching or listening, I guess, because as he Can't reads be the listening. paper, he sees the, the little, <laughs> the little ad that, you know, Santa's wanted, <laughs> you know, help needed. And so from there, he kind of just, he's like, Oh, I got an idea. Let me do this kind of a thing. And so he starts yeah, immediately getting dressed <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's that's a fun venture in itself too. The little guy 
making stairs out of his dresser drawers. <laughs> yeah. Running yeah. her right on up and then coming through. And then again, a feat of strength. He just kicks it with his foot and psh, yep. <laughs> I love that cartoon logic. <laughs> yeah. And then you ever notice he never gets out pants. No, he, you're right. He never he gets out pants. He, he's, well, and you know, most of the time they don't show him wearing pants. Um, but when he did take off his nightshirt, yeah, he, he had boxers. I noticed he had, yeah, the boxers with the little red uh, hearts on them or, or polka dots. I couldn't tell which one it was. And then another another uh, voice of the dog, or Ziggy's dog, is which is listed in IMDb, and Cat and the Toykies, Frank <laughs> Welker voices them. Nice. Classic. Infamous Frank Welker. Yeah. I so, mean, he's been every, like, animal voice in every cartoon ever. <laughs> exactly. And then some, Sue. But otherwise, they, they really don't have anything listed in IMDb about who, I mean, they got the voices in it, but not what characters they voice. Oh, yeah. Voice, voice, announcer, butcher, uh, Tony G- uh, Giorgio. Tony Giorgio. Yeah, something like, yeah, I can't remember. And then Tom McGreevy as Co- Officer O'Connor. And then that's you know, a crooked Santa. How was that big fat crooked Santa? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richard Williams. And that's the only ones they have actual names for the characters. But they do have a list of people who are. In it, nothing other than Frank Welker that really stands out to me. Yeah, he's the only one I recognized. Um, so, yeah, he's talking about basically this huge citywide scam that's being, you know, perpetrated uh, and police are on the lookout. They're trying to stop it because of all this. And um, I love that Ziggy just kind of ignores it all. He's just like so excited. He sees the Santa, you know, help wanted. and He's going to go be a Santa. And they're going to go. <laughs> They were going to go on scene to it, and he turned it off before they go to on scene. Yeah. So, so he would have seen where it he was He would have at. known exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that just goes to show you how people can just get tunnel visioned. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I love how he's, you know, he's passing by, and, um, I mean, we get, like, the Salvation Army singers, and, I mean, just all this, this cool things going on, and, uh, for some reason, he takes a sled with him. I'm not sure why he takes a sled. Is it so, think, to carry his pot? Is that like yeah, his think whole so. purpose? Maybe, yeah, I think that might have been what it was. I mean, he had the sled outside the door from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just brings it along just in case something comes up that he can put stuff on it, which it does in the special. It does, yeah. He brings it with so he can he can tow stuff around because um, carry, bringing his dog around on, I love his leash, which is his scarf. His scarf, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... And the dog's got got to be a part cat because the nine lives that dog has just misses getting hit by a truck. Right. And, and, and drops yet, a tree. And yet the tree, yeah, this little scrawny Charlie Brown-esque tree kind of falls out. And yep. Ziggy sees it and is like, yeah, this is great. And he puts it on. Well, he saves the dog because there's that taxi cab. Oh, I forgot about the, the taxi cab. You're right. Yep. Taxi and, and honking its horn. And uh, um, I love how fast they can move on that wet snow with everything sliding around so <laughs> see and again, I, cartoon logic being from texas i have no idea about that so i'm gonna i'm gonna defer to your knowledge there <laughs> well you guys have had ice down there haven't you ice storms yeah Did you see we, how fast you guys can get going on that well that's true i guess i mean i, I normally whenever that happens i kind of just stay in but <laughs> you <laughs> probably know. not a bad idea down there <laughs> well yeah you're right people we don't know how to drive in snow or ice or anything down here so we kind of <laughs> yeah so i just stay in if i if i can if i don't have to go to work or anything right. um, i don't know if you noticed either going back to his office he had a um a to-do list up on the wall no i missed it that. says to-do list it says get new pencil 
in red. <laughs> and then under that it says make to-do list. <laughs> that's, see that's very uh that's very tom wilson there oh, <laughs> i mean yeah. like you can you can imagine seeing that in the sunday paper and yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> just just that funny little stuff in the background that if you're looking closely you catch it you, you just laugh at but i love how you know so he finds that tree he puts it on his sled and the cop like already starts to get suspicious of him. He's like, Hey, what are you doing here with this, you know, this sled in the tree here? You know, people, you're, you're just crowding up the street. And I mean, it's, it's like so weird that, that the cop would be telling him that I don't, I, that part I never quite understood, but yeah, yeah I, don't I, I think know. it's Maybe just a, I think it's set up with everything. Exactly. Yeah. Just to say that um, now the cop is going to be a little suspicious of him. Well, especially, did you see how Ziggy was reacting? That big smile and rocking back and forth, like I'm innocent. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't help any either. No, so no, got, probably you not. You could get somebody hurt and he clubs himself with his nightstick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's really, it really is brilliant. There's like a lot of little gags here and there that if, like you mentioned, if you blink, you're going to miss it. Yep. Yep. Um, so he keeps going and he gets to the, uh, let's see, it was a fly by night loan company. Although, yep. although you don't know that until, uh, cause you know, it has a sign there about Santa's it's, wanted it's and nice professional looking sign looked like it was made in crayon and put on in tea. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they close the door, it falls down and you can see the fly by night. <laughs> yep. And of course the dog's looking at it. Like what the heck is this? The dog, the, the dog, I think dog seems pretty, to have, pretty aware of everything yes. else that kind of Ziggy lets go. Mm-hmm. So he seems, he always seems to know what's going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like fuzz there. And uh, so Ziggy's interviewing and the guy's kind of going on about people of goodwill and you know, he's yeah, got so, the glasses. It's so hard to find good help these good days. Help, yeah. He's, he's a total car salesman and a loan shark trying to pull off the scam. <laughs> Which is funny. Cause you know, when, when the, uh, the ink gets all over the paper and then he's like, well, I'll just file that here. And he just takes it and throws it right into the trash can. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I always like that too. Oh, we'll just file that here. And like I see in the circular file. <laughs> yeah. File 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then another funny part is, okay, just stand up and we'll get to see if there's on turns on. Oh, you are standing. Yeah. yeah another one of those short jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how he puts the, he puts the Santa, you know, code on him and it's like, I mean, it's crazy big on him. And Ziggy kind of looks at his hands like, Hey, my arms kind of fit through in these. You know? <laughs> uh, and then he's like, and the hat and he puts the hat on and he's just like this cute little guy. And then he goes to the other room and was like, I'm just going to tell everybody else, all the other applicants, that the position has been filled. And when he opens the door, you know, he, you can hear him yelling, you know, you know I'm sorry. But yeah, they cut. The has been filled and it's completely empty. It's a complete, yep. Yeah, it's the whole other room. They cut to like the inside of that room. Nobody's there. He's just, you know, trying to snowball uh, Ziggy there. <laughs> yeah. And, and he does. I mean, he's successful. He succeeds in getting Ziggy to, to fall for his scheme. I mean, he just doesn't, Ziggy just doesn't know it. Um, right. And so he's like, yeah, I'll yeah. go. And you said, yeah, they, they, they took it all poorly, but we all can't be winners. Yeah. And yeah. And then he says, oh, no rest for the winners. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how he, he keeps emphasizing. Now, remember, anything you collect, you have to bring right back to me. Yeah. You bring me the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this guy's fishy. But Ziggy's just, he's completely clueless or he's like just completely naive. 
uh, or, or maybe a little bit a, of both. Like I was going to say, a combo of the two. Uh, and so he, you know, he starts on his way. And this is where I think we find we first see the thief, don't we? Like he first makes his his little appearance here. No, 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 no. First we see him back when he was heading to the loan company because he had dropped. I remember he had dropped the the help wanted ad when he was. T- oh, you're first. right. That's where the thief was. That's where we first see him. And, yeah. And swipes O'Connor's wallet. His wallet. Yep. Yep. And he's. Yep. So that was before then. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the look of the thief. He's got that, that, that big, long kind of pointy nose. The, I mean, his mustache is like super scraggly. Uh, and yeah, for some reason he's like a grayish color. Grayish. He kind of reminds me, uh, I don't know if you remember the, uh, like a mad magazine, the spy versus spy. I loved spy versus spy. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of reminded me of that, but I think this came out before spy versus spy. If I'm not mistaken i honestly don't i that's something i'd have to look up but i that was one of my favorite bits in mad magazine uh, yeah, all the that's time kind of what I, reminded me it was one of those spies in there yeah because he's got the, he's got the long nose uh yep. he's, he's real shifty the dark clothes um of course later on he he steals something from the santa but we'll get to that yeah i love how ziggy he he starts ringing the you know he starts ringing his bell and the thief is there in the and that he's by the mailbox mm-hmm, he's by and the mailbox this, this the is the funny part. And he's inside the mailbox. <laughs> and the lady comes by. And I mean, it seems like it's quite some time. I mean, he, you know, he really reaches to go grab one of her presents that she's holding and he takes it. And then someone yeah. else comes to mail a package and he just kind of like shoves it down. And, and, and you hear the grunt. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see the thief's arms like stiffen up and slowly be pushed down into the mailbox. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That. I laugh every time at that. Me too. It's such a good bit. But I love how Ziggy's dog kind of is like knows something's not quite right here. And he's just like looking around like what's going on. Um, and that's when we get this other bigger um, Santa. And right, But right before that, I can't remember exactly what happens, but he knocks the, the or maybe he's just trying to get out of the mailbox and it tips over onto the sled. Yes. It goes up the cauldron mm-hmm. and land on there and then you just see his eyes going up and down <laughs> i miss the eyes i completely miss the eyes it's like a little crack near the top and you just see him going up and down <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch it again just because <laughs> i i love to find little things like that that i missed but and then yeah, the big guy comes in the big guy he's also dressed as santa and i love how instead of finding his own spot he comes right up next to ziggy flops <laughs> down and he's just and you notice his bell's like three octaves lower yeah it's huge ziggy's yeah, and he just starts ringing it, and Ziggy, of course, sees it, and he's like, okay, I'm going to take off. Did you notice what what little Fuzz did to the Yes, guy? I did. I was about to ask you, <laughs> was that what I thought it was? And yes, it was. <laughs> you see a little yellow puddle come, and then you see the dog walk off, and you see a guy lift his foot. He lifts his foot, and, he, and then he just puts it back down and keeps ringing. And uh, this is when the, the thief, and, and this is like a, I don't know if this is brilliant or if the guy was just that crazy or what but he just starts like taking the santa outfit off of the the you know the big santa and, and he's just kind of looking how around dense like, what's does going the big on santa have to be how <laughs> exactly. dense do you have to be to just kind of go oh huh, what's going on as, as your clothes ripped <laughs> off of you <laughs> but it's animated so brilliantly because oh, it's, it's all you see is like the the hands you know and the arms kind of creep up and then whoosh, and it's it's like disappeared and he just keeps looking down like huh like i, I love I how the pants just kind of come off almost like 
basketball pants and just rip, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the they have the the snaps on the side or something. I yep. don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he. Oh man, it's so great because he just he just takes it all, and so the thief puts it on, and he's going to follow Ziggy because mm-hmm. uh, we do see um, some children and some people putting money in Ziggy's uh, pot. So the thief knows he's got some money in there. Yep. And, so yeah, he's going to follow him because he knows that, that there's cash. And so he puts the Santa outfit on himself. And of course, it's also really big on him. It's kind of long and, and flowy at the bottom. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's a, another great little little bit there that the skinny, right. the super thin guy is just in this big, you know, kind of flowy outfit. That, yeah, that so always he goes and does what the big guy does, plops right next to Ziggy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And as he's trying to, he's trying to like grab the, you know, the, the bucket or the cauldron or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, where Ziggy's money is, um, Fuzz, Ziggy's dog, he notices that something's up. And so he starts oh, yeah. attacking him. And this is where, again, that dog is like so intuitive and he just so observant. He knows exactly what's happening, which, you know, if you think about it in real life, dogs really are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah they, they pretty much are. Yeah, they know exactly who's uh, you know, they can tell good from bad a lot of times and uh and so yeah, he he just starts attacking the thief and thief uh, gets his foot caught in his own cauldron. In his own cauldron because he had switched cauldrons, but mm-hmm. he he gets it caught in his own and walks off with his own cauldron. <laughs> with with the dog actually clamped onto his leg. Yes, and as he's <laughs> running away, that's when he grabs uh is that when he grabs a little piece of the cloth of the coat or is that later the dog on? dog comes back with a little piece of the cloth. Yeah, right, right. So he had, he had bitten him and I guess he ripped some of the cloth off. And then Ziggy yep. sees a little cat or he sees the, the cloth and he just puts it in his pocket. Yep. And as he's walking by, he sees the cat. And so he starts to put the, he ties it as like a little around scarf the around the cat to keep him warm. Which there was a cool bit when he's walking off and, and you see the cat just sitting there with the scarf, but it kind of makes him look like a little bit like a lion. I don't know. If, yep. Yeah. But that, and also too, you get to see a star in the sky. Yes. Yeah. That one and, I, uh, I did see. But did you notice too, I mean, through this whole thing, every outdoor scene, you see a sun, you see a star, but it's snowing. Clear skies, <laughs> but it's snowing. Again, cartoon logic. Cartoon logic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you need the atmosphere and sometimes uh, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't detract at all from it. it it's just one of those if you're looking at it from a critical point of view that's just something you kind of notice that's funny so yeah yeah but it doesn't change my love for the, the the show at all no i mean especially when you consider the fact that they actually like drew these on the cells themselves mm-hmm. so most of the time they you know artists will draw that and then it's kind of photocopied onto the cell but in this case they actually drew it on the cell which is amazing yeah. and i think there was over like thirty thousand shots or thirty thousand cells at the mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just like wow, you know, for a twenty-four minute special. I mean, that's that's amazing. It really is amazing. Yeah, it's a lot when they used to do actually hand drawn all that stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy. I don't know if the animators made as much as they should have back then for all well, the work that they had to do. Yeah, you're probably right. But you know, hopefully, hopefully, at least today, maybe they they get what they what they should. Yeah, hopefully, they got a lot of help now too. Yeah, you're right about that. But this is where we finally get to the uh where we finally get to the the Christmas turkeys. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> he's walking. I guess he's trying to find another spot. Is that what it is at this point? I, it could be. I think and that's what he's doing. And as he walked by the he walks by a deli, it says eat, and then the open sign says open, don't expect much. <laughs> 
man. I saw. I just I caught that this last couple of viewings here. I never really looked at those other signs, and that that one just caught my eye. It's like open. Don't expect much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just love how when he gets to the you know it says Meat Mart, Mm -hmm. and in the back, I mean, it just says live Christmas turkeys, Mm -hmm. and I mean, there's there's what like twelve of them. I think just it's just. I don't know. He couldn't talk. <laughs> yeah, 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 you turkeys. How can I count you with all this gobble gobble? <laughs> yeah, I may or may not be saying that later, but uh, <laughs> 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 I guess he's he's definitely from some sort of Slavic country. Uh, that I'm accent, ready. I don't know if it's Russian or what, but it's uh, I mean, it's definitely something like that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just it's so funny because he he's like you, you know you want turkey? How many turkeys you want? And uh, all of, like, them. all of them. And, and as they're negotiating, this this thief, I don't know how he gets into these different... <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> he's, in, he's in a mailbox. He's in a garbage can. He's, now he's in a box. Yes. By all these crates. Like a crate, yeah. <laughs> and he's digging into the... Uh, like how he digs into the, the cauldron there and he sticks his head all the way in and trying to look in there. <laughs> see if he can see anything in there. At least that's what I interpret it as. It's hard that's to tell if he like, yeah. his hand in there because his arms and his neck are about the same width. Like, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> he's, he's, he is very, very lanky. Yes. <laughs> so. But I love how, you know, Ziggy, he sees it and he immediately, uh, he has like some sort of empathy, you know, for, for these turkeys. He's just, he's he feels bad for them. And so he well, he has to but, free them, you know. When he comes up, you look at the turkeys and they all got this sad expression on their face like they know what's going to happen to them. Pretty much, so they're, yeah. They're pretty much crying to him like, please help us. Help us, yeah. But I love it. It's just like their necks sticking out of like holes in the, you know, slats in these crates. Yep. And then he goes, you want a nice turkey? Here, he grabs him by the neck. Here's a nice turkey. Yes. Oh, not that one? Here's another one. So he grabs the money from his cauldron. And when you see that yellow glow before You him. see the yellow glow again, which is why my daughter thought he was, he really was Santa. Like he made it appear <laughs> you know so I, I just you know it is what it is she's eight but i, I <laughs> yeah he grabs the money and he i guess they negotiate 175 bucks or something mm-hmm. for all of them and yep. then he just kind of frees them marches all. marches military style military style face yeah. and then frees them all and yeah <laughs> before that actually he ziggy had went to the um salvation army singers oh yes mm-hmm. that was before that and the thief was in a fire hydrant. And that's, well, when the, that's when the thief first sees Ziggy pull money out of his cauldron with that glow. And that's when he gets really interested. Oh, yes. Or yep. the mailbox. Well, there's a, yeah, there's a cool thing. Cause he's walking, he sees the Salvation Army singers, which uh, they were singing, you know, pretty well actually. Um, but then he also passes by like department store and in oh, the yeah. window, they have like mechanical, Angels. I think they were supposed to be angels, yeah. And, you know, they, they end up somehow breaking down. And, and then so he then he's walking, Santa. he goes to a Santa, and that one also somehow breaks down. <laughs> just, like, let me just thinking is like, is everything he kind of walked by kind of start breaking down at a certain point? And then after a certain point, he kind of fixes everything, quote unquote? I guess so. I don't know. Gentrification, man. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was because he's just, he stops and kind of looks at it and then he, he keeps going. And, um, but yeah, he just, he just lets them all free. And I love how the, the butcher is just like, oh, crazy people here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, okay. so then the cop, who's been kind of suspicious of Ziggy this whole time, he, he comes Mr. up. Mr. Police Guy. Mr. Police Guy, yeah. Which <laughs> I, I, I was cracking up at that. Oh, Mr. Police Guy. Uh, and so he kind of, he, he's like, well, you know, what did the little guy want? And all that kind of thing. And so they kind of talk. Or have you seen, you know, have you seen the have guy seen? about this little? And That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he tells him that he bought all the turkeys, but then he just let him go and. And he got the money out of his cauldron. So yeah, he's, he's like, oh. It's the cop on the, he's yeah. part of the scam. He thinks he's part of, yeah, exactly. Which uh, technically he is, but he's so innocent and naive that he doesn't realize. He doesn't it. know he is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely getting scammed as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah, but there's, just, there's some great lines there. You have, the, you have this big iron kettle. And <laughs> yep. And at the very last scene, you see this turkey pop his head up like, Hello, where am I going? Yeah, yeah. Gone. <laughs> hey, run, Turkey, run. You're going to be in trouble if you don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it because then we, you do remember, and do you remember these? Like they had those those police boxes. They were like yes. a call box, you know, where they I would don't, open it up. I think and, those were in the bigger cities. They never had them here with me growing up, but I do remember, and I don't know if it was actually this that, um, for for his first introduced to or not, but I, I do remember those being a thing back back in that time. Yeah, well, see, this is where I first saw them, uh, and I realized that, that they had them. And then, of course, I I don't know when they got rid of them, but I that's how I knew about them was from this special. Mm-hmm. Same here. Uh, yeah, so that was I thought that was kind of cool. It just reminded me of you know growing up, and and I wasn't from a small uh, from a big town. I mean, we're pretty small, but there's a bunch of little small towns that are almost all connected together by like a street, you know? So like you cross the street, you're in the next one. And that's pretty much what like the Rio Grande Valley was. And then of course you, you could drive a little bit further, like, you know, 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes to get to the next se- section. But um, essentially that's what it was. And so I kind of, that, I remembered all that. And so that really took me back like, Oh yeah, they had those police call boxes, but I, I love it. Cause O'Connor, Officer O'Connor, he he uses the phone and he's got like all the, he's got like all the the Santas and even the uh, the the loan shark guy. Yep. All in a paddy wagon. And, yep. And he calls the boss, and the boss is again another stereotypical uh, sergeant. Yes. Yep. Gruff. Got his his mustache and yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's so, like, did you get them all? Even the little, guy. the little guy, <laughs> the little guy, get me the little guy. And he's, and he's like pounding on his pencil and then he loses his pencil and you just see him like not looking down, but just trying to grope for the pencil. <laughs> find, find it see, it's little things like that, that you can tell why it won the Emmy. Cause it, there's a lot of little details in there that you don't mm-hmm. expect to find. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how much did Tom put into this that he pulled up from his comic? Um, but she, he was in his heyday. He's like, oh, I can put these little things in here and there. And yeah. He said he couldn't quite do probably the way he wanted to in an uh, unanimated cell or a right. picture frame. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, it really is. It's just, it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it, it just really does remind you of the, of the strip you know? And yep. so, so I really appreciated that because I also, I mean, I enjoyed the strip. I, I, I love that one. Of course, I was also into like Hagar, the horrible and uh, you know, all, all those there. Uh, was it Drabble? I think that's what it was. Do you remember Drabble? Dr- was it Drabble or Dribble? Dribble. 
maybe i don't remember Gravel, but something like that like, i remember yeah, i remember what you're talking about yes yeah yeah that was another one of my favorites and so it was one of those that i could i couldn't wait for sunday comics because those ones were in color you know? yeah exactly <laughs> you know? i mean the single the singles the one lines were great but you i always waited for those big color ones exactly too. yep it's like waiting for saturday morning cartoons it, yes it's the exact same thing it was it was just it was cool and i, I really dug it uh but then we get another really touching moment where Ziggy's like walking back and, um, you know, night it's, it's starting to get night and he sees like a, an older gentleman homeless, uh, presumably just shivering on the street, you know, mm-hmm. his head's down kind of between his knees. Uh, he's got him, you know, close to his chest and, and he just, he sees him and he just, he takes off his coat and puts it around him and then he and gives puts him the hat, hat on him. And as he's walking away, you know, the, mm-hmm. the gentleman says something like, God bless you, son, or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, and before that, with, with O'Connor, mm-hmm. um, not only he rips his pants when he walks away oh, from yeah. the police box, <laughs> um, the, the loan shark guy is, I'm getting out of this. Oh, Santa he's got business. a great line there, yeah. <laughs> says, I think I'm going to go into politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's too seasonal here. He's like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to go into politics. <laughs> so that's, that's a good line there. But yep. yeah, O'Connor rips his, he ends up ripping his pants. And of course the, uh, the, the guys in the paddy, all the Santas in the paddy wagon start to laugh. And then start acting like turkeys. They start gobbling and one put, takes a Santa hat, puts it as, as the waddle. And- <laughs> but I love how um, that one Santa that the thief stole the outfit from is also in there. And yep. he's, he's still got, you know, his, just his, his, uh, you know, undershirt Under, and his boxers. And- yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. So, of course, you know, the thief now finally catches up to Ziggy and he's really trying. And so, um, you know, the dog and the cat, who has now joined Ziggy as well on his adventures. Because um, Ziggy start, was oblivious when yeah, he, he, didn't know he any first of this grabbed it. It wasn't yeah. until the cat got on the head and started screeching that Ziggy actually turned around. And then he turns around and sees him. Yeah. And so then he starts like playing tug of war, essentially, you know, for the the bucket or cauldron or whatever you want to call it he kind of is like running it they're they're tugging tugging and tugging and he's kind of goes around the corner and o'connor sees him and he's like hi you thought you could fool me without your santa outfit (laughs) and this leads me back to that comment by the loan shark if you looked on that um picket fence Uh there's a a sign on there it says vote and it's got the picture of the loan shark guy on it (laughs) <laughs> nice <laughs> like how he tied those two together so so maybe he was doing this scheme to pay to finance his uh political career <laughs> I don't possibly know. But I just, I, I, that one pretty neat i don't know um but yeah that's that's funny that's a, that's a good bit <laughs> yeah, that was really good I, I laughed at that one when i finally saw it because as a young kid you don't see that stuff that's more for no. the adults that pay, paying more attention yeah well and uh one thing that i never understood as a kid when i saw it was you know so the cop is dragging ziggy and and the thief they're still fighting over the bucket mm-hmm. um and the the girl says santa claus or, or you know um they they look out the window and they see them and so the right away the cop starts singing pretending he's like a caroler you know singing silent night right and, and um so i never as a kid i didn't quite get like why is he why did he just start singing of course now as an adult it's like oh yeah of course so that makes you sense want the kids to see the fighting and whatnot. exactly yeah <laughs> but well yeah it was just one of those when i saw it i was like huh why he just starts yeah singing? he said yeah. what i found funny too is he you know connor starts singing 
and the thief is just staring at him like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Like what? Neck, neck and, stretched out almost into his face. Like, are you crazy, man? <laughs> well, and he kind of gives them like the shifty eye too. And so then they all start singing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, I love the the thief is actually singing uh, a harmony line. And which yeah. I thought was really, really cool. You know, he's, he kind of does that, uh, you know, that, what is it? I guess technically it's like a sixth lower, but you know, a third above or whatever. And so there he's singing that harmony and he's got I think more Ziggy's of like a in there with him too. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. But it's hard to differentiate if there's an, a third voice that I, I really couldn't tell. I've always, always, I mean, every time I've seen it, I've always tried to see if I could hear Ziggy in there too. To, and you see Ziggy's lips moving, but you don't know if you hear his voice in there or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I never did, but now I kind of want to, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it again. I'm going to, you know, crank the volume up and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just make sure no one's home when I do that, I guess. Uh, but I, I mean, it's great. And then, you know, the cop at this point still thinks Ziggy's guilty. He just notices the thief now and he's like, Oh, your friend, I'll take you both down to the station kind of a thing. And the lady who runs this place, it turns out it's actually a foster home and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of, you know, children in the window, which is why they started singing. She's like, come inside, come in. You know, we, we love to, we never get visitors on Christmas Eve. And, you know, she's like, that was beautiful. That, um, I, I guess know, she's we'll a caretaker. Yeah. yeah. Come in for some hot chocolate. And, and she's standing over at the door and then you see the cat and the dog sitting out there. She leaves the door open. The cat and dog just sit there and still going in. And it, only when the door shuts do they go up. Do they the start pawing? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, guys, you had ample amount of time. Plenty of opportunity. I know how in. dogs and cats work. You leave that monster gap, boom, they're in. Like they're in. Oh yeah, for in real. Point two seconds, they're inside. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very true. Wow, they're just very obedient. For I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well. Sets up a later scene, so it does, yeah. Because uh, you know, while they're there, um, I like, I like the, how uncomfortable O'Connor and the thief are with the kids just staring at him. And now Ziggy gets this is Ziggy's turning point where he becomes aware of everything and gets the ideas. And um, he, he, you see him actually get the spark of an idea and goes back outside. And he goes outside and he grabs the tree and mm-hmm. and everything. And so he brings that in and the cat and, and the dog, dog they come in, they both come in and um, the children are just enamored by the cat. I mean, you just hear him, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what my, my one-year-old said as well when she was, <laughs> when she saw, like, you know, kitty, kitty. Well, she said kitty cat, although it comes out like kitty cat, kitty cat, you know, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. that's what she said <laughs> when she saw it. I thought, oh wow, this is this is too close. Uh, it's too, you know, <laughs> it's hitting too close hitting to too home close here. To <laughs> was it the scarf or was it a ball of yarn? Or- uh, the the one girl takes the cat, puts her up in the chair. Yes, and then there's a, a whole knitting. Uh, the the yeah, the yarn. That's chair, what it was. And the cat hits the yarn. And it yeah, it kind of falls onto the tree. It kind of looks like garland. So then Ziggy grabs it. And starts to make it look like a tree. And so then I love how they all just kind of turn to O'Connor and, you know. The little one points at his just, badge. Yeah, just staring at his badge. And so he's, and the badge glows. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every time something important is about to happen, there's like a special glow. Yep. And uh, I guess it's just the gift, of, you know, the giving. Uh, which, by the way, I, I should mention at this point that um, Harry Nielsen uh, wrote the you know the I the noticed music that for in these. the end credits yeah you know the joy and the giving song mm-hmm. and I think he that, sang it too 
but it, um, you know, Harry Nilsson, I know from the lime and the coconut song, mm-hmm. you know, coconut. Yep. Uh, he's done, of course, many other things, but that's like how I know him most. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good one of his. I like. So, so yeah, there's like that whole theme of joy and giving that they keep say, singing in that song. And so, uh, you know, it glows. Like every time there's a big giving moment, you know, you, mm-hmm. you get that glow. And so he takes off his badge and kind of puts it, uh, makes it like a makeshift star on the tree. And, and then it just lights up the whole house. Yeah. For oh, it's, a it's a great, seconds. it's like a great moment there. And the thief is just, you know, so uncomfortable until uh, one of the little girls is like, you know, did you bring me him, something? Did you bring me something? And so he reluctantly. It's possessive of the bag. And then real quick kind of reaches in and very begrudgingly hands yeah, the yeah, package so he stole in the beginning. Very reluctantly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then this was kind of awkward on rewatching it as an adult. The little girl goes and grabs him, kisses him on the lips instead of like on the cheek. Oh, was it on the lips? I see. It looked I on the lips to me. I thought it was on the cheek, but I, I, you know, you you saw it three times today, and I only saw it <laughs> once, so I, I, my memory could be wrong. But yeah, so she, you know, he and he kind of blushes a tiny bit, doesn't he? Yep, he blushes yeah. a little bit and uh-huh. pulls out the because he did steal a, a watch earlier, so he pulls yep. out gives another kid. Yeah, he starts giving it because she even says like, "Look what Santa Claus brought me" or something right. like that. So all the kids Other go kids. up to him, and yep. so he's <laughs> at this point he's like, "I gotta, what else can I do here?" He gives the watch, so he and starts, he gives the watch. He gives, and then a, he's like thinking he's out of out of things, and then all of a sudden there's the glow. There's again. the glow, and there's a teddy bear in there, and, and, and a truck. Yeah, it's like a train set or something. Like a train, truck, and then a train, and a train. Yep, and so, but and it, then he thinks he's done. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then Ziggy, here comes Ziggy. Here comes Ziggy, and he you know, he notices there's still a little bit in that pouch there, and yep. so the uh, he he, I like how he looks in. I mean, it's like completely dark, and yet he can still see and knows what it is in there with his head in, in this the, big old sack. Yep. And he pulls it out, and it is the really the wallet. Blushed. Yeah, it, it's the he pulls wallet it out, and it says O'Connor on his wallet <laughs> from the cop. And, and he gives it to the cop, and then the cop goes, "Thank you, Santa Claus." Very sarcastically. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he gives him. Yeah, he's he's kind of almost winking at him, and yeah. uh, oh man, that thief is just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, but, but, if you get a feeling O'Connor's not going to do anything because the thief came clean and is giving this out. He's so giving it all back. Kinda, yeah, kind of where the thief gets his redemption in this is he's giving it back, so he's not going to go to jail. Right. Um, Connor by returning what he stole. We'll see. And halfway through the giving out of the stuff in the sack, it almost seems like, like he kind of starts to enjoy the giving of it too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know if that's just me reading into it, but I mean, that's, that was the impression that I got. He, he does have, you can see a little change in his demeanor. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, in the end, you know, they, they all have the hot chocolate and they're just kind of, you know, there with, with the kids, with the, to, the toys. And to the little guys. To the little guys, yeah. To the little guys, talking about kids. And he goes, and especially this little guy. And that's when you see Ziggy blush. Yeah. <laughs> and his generous Santa friend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you see the sheepish grin by the... Yeah, yeah very much so. <laughs> oh, man. This this is a great special. I mean, I... And then they're not quite done yet because then they're go- Ziggy goes to leave. And he gets wrapped up and wraps up uh, the dog. And then the cat starts following. And then you hear the kids go, kitty. And it's like a back and forth. The cat's looking at Ziggy, looking at the kids, looking at Ziggy. And then Ziggy finally just goes and 
almost kind of gives a little pat in the rear end or gives like an acknowledgement. Like, yeah, okay, go with him. And the cat yeah. comes up with the kids and makes the kids day. Yeah. It was and a really go outside uh, and walk off into the, and then that's it. Yeah. Into the night. It's, it's a really sweet special. It is. And uh, I, I wish that it got more play, you know? Yeah. It didn't get played a whole lot. I think, Mm-mm. I'm not sure how many years it got played. Maybe a, a couple. Yeah. I've been trying to find, aired. I've been trying to find that information and I just couldn't, no matter where I looked, um, like all my usual channels uh, don't seem to have the, you know, how many times it was aired or anything like that. Right. Um, I I just know that I remember seeing it as a kid, and then as I got became a parent myself, and was getting back into the getting into the Christmas spirit as an adult, um, and wanting to get back all these movies that I saw when I was a kid. This was one of them I searched and searched for until I found the DVD of it. And, nice, because I, I think I I think I had it on VHS tape. I found it on that, and then I oh found wow, it on DVD. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, John Gibbons, Tony Giorgio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a this is really good and it it brought back, I mean, cuz I remember I saw it. I don't think I saw it when it first aired. Um, but I know I I'd seen it so we might have rented it um from Movieland Video, honestly. Because we did rent a bunch of those, or it was either that or my aunt had it. This is one where my memory is starting to fail me, and I'm I'm starting to feel my age a bit. But I just I I don't remember exactly where we had it, but I know we saw it several times. And I th- want to say my aunt had it in like whenever we'd go visit. It was in the library. We'd check it out from the library because we'd get those um, like anthologies of just various cartoons that they used to have all together sometimes and. I oh, think yeah. this was on. This was one of them from there. Okay, <clears throat> but yeah, I just but my like I said, I remember seeing this when it was on TV and seeing with my mom. And like I said, the biggest thing was the Toykies. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's that. That's my that's my first memory of that. Is is I remember it being on TV. Well, and I so, love it because even the cop starts to pronounce it like that, and he, he yeah corrects, he corrects himself. himself. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean turkeys. Toykies, I mean turkeys. <laughs> in, yeah in his irish accent yep. and it really wasn't that much of a difference honestly <laughs> not really a little more pronunciation of the r yeah exactly yeah so would you say that was your uh hap hap happiest moment just watching that, it for the first time yep i wasn't going to jump the gun on that one I was no no i'm glad ask. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my hap hap happiest moment was as as a kid watching on tv with my mom and my brother and just th- those fun memories of of having to go to the bathroom and beat the commercials. <laughs> yeah. Back. yeah, It's on. Yeah. And then you'd have to run as fast as you could. <laughs> yeah. Leaping over furniture left and right. To get oh the yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, and I know I saw this one pretty early cause I don't think my youngest brother was born yet. Um, cause he wasn't born until 85. So I remember watching this, uh, with, with the, my middle or, or the, I guess, yeah, the middle child, my, my other brother. And so, um, it was, before we got our house, I think we were in um, the what we used to call the brown house because we didn't, I mean, I, I don't remember what street it was on or anything. I just remember <laughs> it was brown. So we would call it the brown house. And I think we were in the brown house when we watched this. And so I have that memory of of uh, just David and I actually watching it. And, and Danny wasn't even around yet. <laughs> but yeah, this so, was- yeah, My this brother was like, 
one when this came out and two. So I think it might've been like the year after I saw it then too. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a good one. I, I, again, I, I know I said it, but I really wish it had gotten more play because I would have loved oh, to, yeah. have, to have seen it more often. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, like it's a shame when they kind of stopped showing Garfield's Christmas also. Uh, Cause it, I think it would have paired well with, with Garfield's Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it kind of has that same, vibe to it i mean even though yeah i know it was a different network and all that but i mean it's still i think it would have been very cool to have both of them together you gotta gotta love the networks yeah i know i know (laughs) sometimes they can play nice but most of the time they don't right (laughs) oh man but now we come to my favorite part of the show which is a little bit i like to call gag me with a spoon so this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the uh, special. And I know it's really hard because it's all really quite good. Right. Uh, but as a guest, I'll let you go first. Just kind of set up the scene for us and we'll, we'll, well put the, it up to the listeners to, to vote. All right. Um, well, this is the, uh, the fly-by-night guy. Um, <laughs> okay. And we talked about the scene is where he's uh, talking in to the – other guys in quotes that were in for the interview <laughs> and he's like dreadfully sorry thank you for being so patient i'm afraid the position has been filled <laughs> that was good <laughs> <laughs> that was good <laughs> i can't quite get as nasally as he could but that, that's about the best as i could do <laughs> well it's it's probably better than mine i'm gonna try but uh so i loved the whole scene with the butcher but there was one line that just bothered me and um uh, i think it's because his accent is just a little too thick there and so I even tried to write it out phonetically, like the way, <laughs> like the way he would say it, so I can get it right. And it's a, um, we, it's something you mentioned earlier. It was like, who can count with all this gobble gobble business? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, all you turkeys! All you turkeys! <laughs> oh man! Um, so now I'll leave it up to you, listeners. Uh, was it? Uh, was it Sean or myself who had the better impression? I think you're okay though, uh, Sean, because I, um, I haven't won yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're probably all right there. <laughs> I tend to have Ziggy's luck in the beginning of the show, so it wouldn't surprise me if you won this time. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was only uh, like twice where it came really close, but in the end I still lost. So, <laughs> no. Uh, I think I think you might have you might still have Ziggy's luck and it might be close and then all of a sudden bam it just I don't know but either way either way I'll leave it up to the listeners to decide our fates um, but you know I do have to ask now you know GI Joe they taught us that uh, knowing is half the battle what would you say is the other half the other half is probably no matter how naive or uh, oblivious you are to your surroundings if you have a great heart you can accomplish great things. Wow. That's, that's really good. That's like way better than mine. <laughs> mine is, so is if knowing's half the battle, the other half is uh, to beware of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dog knows everything. So he does. He, he sure, <laughs> he sure does. Oh man. Um, Sean, this was a lot of fun. Uh, it's it was a, great. It was a great episode. I had fun going back and just, you know, bringing up all those memories with you. And, um, you know, what do you want to plug? I mean, tell me about your show. Um, well, I host the uh, Christmas podcasts, podcasts, which you are a part of, uh, 
our website, christmaspodcasts.com. Uh, we just basically want to get more exposure to Christmas podcasts to the listeners, uh, especially with this year of the of COVID and people really, really wanting more Christmas. And then there's a bunch of podcasts that have sparked up this year because of the quarantine and everything. We just want to uh, bring podcasts to the listeners to give them a wide variety like your show with the 80s we got like tis the podcast you get movie reviews we have um chris john and from um um yuletide tv mm-hmm. they're on there we got glenn warren season's eatings we got todd killian christmas clatter just a bunch of them to give a wide variety of tastes and keep people up to date on when new episodes drop uh, i do a weekly podcast and just let you know which which new episodes drop and um craig kringle just had his um episode drop which was like great you know it's christmas craig's starting to drop episodes mm-hmm. so it, it, it's fun to see those episodes come in and drop and i i listened to podcasts for almost 10 years almost since the beginning of the very first one that i remember it may not be the first one but it was uh jeff westover's merry podcast mm-hmm. and I just love the way he did it. And I love that the fact that it wasn't necessarily a talk radio type podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of talk radio, but I love the informative stuff that Jeff had. I love like the reviews to see what other people think of movies that I like, like with uh, Julia, Tom and uh, Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, even if, even if they don't necessarily like the movie, like I do. Yeah. I like hearing their perspective on, uh, on movies, even if it doesn't necessarily correlate with mine, if it's opposite of mine, because it gives me a different perspective to look at the movie at, not necessarily change my opinion of the movie, mm-hmm. but it gives me a different view of the movie. So that's why I like like those movie review ones. Um, Dwayne Bailey from um, Tinsel Tunes music. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas music. I'm huge into music, even though I can't play like you got, you can, <laughs> or like Dwayne can, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, uh, I also work part-time at a radio station. That's my love is to play music. Nice. Um, I grew up around music. So, I mean, that's my favorite part of Christmas is music. So Dwayne Bailey giving different views on it. Then you got Scott from Jingle Jank, Scott and Jay, mm-hmm. and the, the obscure ones that I've never heard of. And I've heard some pretty obscure ones with, with my time on mymerrychristmas.com with the forms and the people there. So um, yeah. So Christmas podcasts, is my way of bringing that my love of those podcasts um and even some podcasts that i don't necessarily care for myself but i know people would like the podcasts they're good mm-hmm. podcasts they're just not up my alley so i want to bring a wide variety because i'm not going to necessarily if it's a good podcast um but not necessarily something i like Mm-hmm. I still want to bring that to people because people deserve to have a wide variety. Right so on. That, that's where this comes from. So yeah, christmaspodcasts.com is where we have a listing of all the podcasts. Totally rad Christmas being one of them. And plus all the other ones that I mentioned are on there too. And we're always looking for new ones. So if anybody's out there has got a podcast they're doing, they want to get on, they just go in and apply to become a part of the podcast and we take it from there. And where can they, uh, where, so where can they find you besides christmaspodcasts.com? Um, christmaspodcasts.com is, is where we have that. Um, I'm also personally on, on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. Um, you can just look up my name, Sean. It's spelled like Sean Connery. Um, 
And then uh, uh, Satka is, is really a Finnish name that's fun to say, as you, as you found out beginning. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> so, about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm used but, to names um, like, like Garcia and, you know, yep. Solis and things like that. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, on Twitter, I'm at uh, Xander0527, X-A-N-D-E-R. And then you can just, like I said, just search my name on there. I'm also uh, big on the Merry Forums of MyMerryChristmas.com. So that's a huge website that people can go to if they need a little Christmas. Right on. Sounds great. I have to say, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I I was on there just uh, recently and we had a pretty good fun conversation. And um, even with the technical difficulties I had on my end, (laughs) I mean, I sound like, like junk, at least worse than I normally do. And, um, (laughs) but yeah, that was the last episode that, uh, that before this recording, of of this but it was the last episode you were on we had that recording and it was i had a blast it was yeah it was a lot of fun and uh so thank you so much but definitely check out uh mike mike uh ugh, well, now i can't talk definitely check out christmaspodcasts.com uh it's it's really cool you'll learn a lot about different ones and my goal is to have every host of a christmas podcast on my show as well uh, and of course, you were included in that because you have your own Christmas podcast. Um, Thank you. I enjoyed this time. It's and I did too. Fun. Thank you so much for coming on. It was, it was so much fun. Um, and on that note, I'm going to end it by saying to the little guy and his generous Santa friend. And you can check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling as giving as Ziggy, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to vote. Later, dudes. Hello everyone, I'm Sean and I host the Christmas Podcasts podcast. We work in conjunction with ChristmasPodcasts.com and our goal is to bring the world of Christmas podcasts to the masses. We work with Christmas creators to let you know who they are, what their podcast is about, and to bring their podcasts to your attention. If you are looking for your Christmas podcast fix, you've come to the right place. We are Christmas creators ourselves. We have been making merry online since 1991 over at MyMerryChristmas.com. We don't do this to toot our own horn, though. ChristmasPodcast.com, like most of what we do, is completely fan-driven. It was born of an idea that the world of Christmas online needed a resource like this. Instead of building it into our own website, we just provide the technical support needed for the Christmas community to make it happen. Christmas Podcast's podcast is all about you, the fans of Christmas and podcasts.